This is the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, created by the team of Becker's Healthcare, a multimedia company devoted to the people who power U.S. healthcare. Four new 15-minute episodes are released daily, containing industry news, analysis, and thought leadership from powerful healthcare decision makers. Support our show by leaving it a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or other platforms you use. It's a chance to tell us what you like about the show and act on your feedback. Thanks for listening. Now here's the episode. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a brilliant physician leader, Dr. Jill Kalman. Jill's the Chief Medical Officer, Executive Vice President, and Deputy Physician in Chief at Northwell Health. Northwell Health, of course, is the largest health system in New York and also the more, one of the most well-run health systems in the country. We're going to get a chance to talk about to Dr. Kalman today about her role, her career, advice on leadership, where she's most focused, and a lot more. Dr. Kalman, thank you for joining us. If you don't mind, take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us a bit about your career and a little bit about Northwell Health. Uh, sure. So, Scott, I'm thrilled to be here as well. It's really a pleasure to join you. I'm, I'm Jill Kalman. I'm the Chief Medical Officer and Deputy Physician in Chief. I'm a cardiologist by training and a heart failure cardiologist and a professor of cardiology at the Zucker uh, School of Medicine at Hofstra Northwell. Most of my career prior to Northwell, I was running clinical heart failure programs. I ran heart failure programs at Mount Sinai, at Israel, at NYU, and then came to Northwell as I had transitioned my administrative career in a couple of years prior. I came to Northwell in 2014, where I entered as an associate CMO or medical director of one of our large hospitals, Long Island Jewish Medical Center. And then I became the chief medical officer of Lenox Hill Hospital. And then for three years, which is our, we call medical directors, and then the executive director of the hospital for three years of well, as well as Lenox Hill, who's one of our main tertiary hospitals as part of Northwell Health. I was running Lenox Hill during the height of COVID, so that was extremely challenging, something that's always interesting to talk about. Um, and now, as of uh, it's two and a half years now in this role, a little a little over two years as chief medical officer for the for the health system, which has been a very exciting role for me to have. That is uh, is fantastic. Thank you. And talk about this year, 2024, we're just getting started. What, what are you most focused on? You, you know, what are you most focused on and excited about this year? So I have to say in, in my role, but the health system in general is always focused on quality. Regardless of what we do, we focus a very large amount on our quality initiatives. And something I'm very proud of over the past couple of years has been really focusing our clinical leadership of the ownership of these initiatives to drive them forward, whether it's severe morbidity and mortality, our hospital-acquired infections, our readmissions, which are all related to outcomes, but is something that we continue to focus on. We have a renewed focus on sepsis across the organization, something that the CDC and IHI is also focusing on this year as well, but all hospital-acquired infections, so intense focus on quality. And then I would say another one, certainly of my focuses, of the focus of the health system in general, is the wellness and the resiliency of our workforce. Certainly our workforce has been through an enormous amount and continues to be under enormous stress and they wanna really continue to do the great work that they're doing, all clinicians. So as in my role as chief medical officer, I'm partnering with multiple parts of the health system on what does that look like for our organization then specifically as it pertains to the physicians. 
and we look at things that are environmental, we look things that are affects the wellness and resiliency of our physicians in terms of behavioral health, the access they here have, the connectedness they have, but again, everything that they need to be at their best, to take care of our patients at their best. So that's a very large focus. Other things I'm excited about are certainly, what does AI look like for healthcare? We've been using AI for years, but how does that look like now as AI has really exponentially exploded into the healthcare space? How do we look at that in the most smart way? What are the most effective areas for AI? And how do we put the appropriate quality and guardrails around it so that we feel comfortable as AI gets embedded into the clinical space and that's where there can, there can and will have an effect on patients. So very important to look at it from that lens. And when we look at that space, I get excited about the different partnerships we can have. And the partnerships are all across the spectrum, whether that's small tech startup companies, large tech companies, non-traditional healthcare companies, how do we partner to just greater expand our effect in healthcare? And I think we have to look at all of those partners differently now, and it's extremely important. So I would say those are some of the main things that I'm focused on, and probably the things that I'm also focused on, which is not necessarily exciting, but certainly the finances of healthcare become extremely challenging, how we do business, and also just looking at our workforce and the um, engagement of our workforce, turnover of our workforce, and how we look at, uh, at different care models so that we can actually make sure that we have the right clinicians taking care of patients and really expand that definition. Let me ask you two follow-up questions, a couple of things you said. First will be the transition from cardiologist to physician leader, and what was that transition like, and any advice for others making that transition? So that'll be one question I'll tee up. The, the second was, one is on workforce, and what does that look like in terms of physician recruitment? Yeah. Is it more manageable in a place like New York State and New York City than it is in other places, or is there just incredible challenges and shortages on physicians there too? Talk to us about those two issues, the transition from cardiologist to physician leader, and any advice you'd give to emerging leaders, and also recruitment of physicians and, what, and retention of physicians, what that looks like today. Sure. Um, so it's always fun for me to think about my transition because it is something that you do move slowly. It doesn't happen automatically. And that is certainly something I say to other physicians and how they build their portfolio to make a change. But my transition, because I'm a heart failure cardiologist, was actually quite funny, but only because the initial metrics for quality where the government was looking at heart failure specifically came in length of stay and readmissions. And initially I looked at that, like why is the government informing us on what is important? Well, I still do feel that way. I do feel that readmissions and length of stay are actually directly related to patient outcomes. But first I went kicking and screaming and then I said, you know what, this is actually about healthcare delivery and how can we deliver our care better? So I started taking on these initiatives kind of one by one first in readmissions and heart failure, then in readmissions across the health system. I was at Mount Sinai at the time. I became really the physician lead for readmission for a period of time for Mount Sinai Hospital Medical Center. And then I started taking on other 
quality initiatives that I wanted to run that were kind of outside of my comfort zone, things like surgical site infections and other areas. I just knew I wanted to expand. And you really have to build that portfolio to then say, now I can transition. The other hard part was giving up clinical medicine. I haven't given it up completely. I actually still see patients, but it's a very different role than someone who's running a clinical heart failure program, even though I was involved in multiple different things. Now, I had really asked myself over a very long period of time, did I want to give that up? And so that's an important question to ask oneself. And when I decided, I finally did, because I felt I could actually make more of an impact looking at healthcare delivery after the many years of being in clinical medicine. So once I made that decision, I kept building my portfolio. And then when I had enough of a portfolio, I looked at Northwell as a place who I thought was doing things differently, that actually was looking at healthcare delivery. And I decided that was a place to be. So it was a really, took a while to kind of transition, but you can do it, you can build it, you can focus on it, take a chance and, and, and get involved in a number of different things. The hard part is kind of balancing all the pieces and parts. And that's really how I did transition. And once I got to Northwell, I took on multiple roles. And that's really the transition part. That's fantastic. And talk for a moment about what does the physician workforce look like today? How hard is it to recruit? Is it easier in a place like New York State than in a rural area? Are certain areas within New York easier than harder? Are specialties easier than harder? And, and, and what do you sort of see there? Yeah, I mean, I think that New York... We are lucky we have enormous talent in our region. And I think from our standpoint, we want to create just an amazing, great place to work so that physicians want to work here and build their programs at Northwell and in our region. I think that there have been challenges over certain specialties over the past couple of years, whether that's in emergency physicians, in some of our geriatric physicians and our palliative care physicians. I think those are some, some of the areas that were hard hit by COVID that had intense focus from COVID. And again, I think that from us, if we can create wonderful programs, a sense of systemness, so people feel that they're attached to a wonderful system that has great healthcare delivery, it becomes a very desirable place to work. I think we also believe that we need to look at how we structure how people work. And can we be more flexible in saying a group of people may want a certain type of structure to their time and others may look at things differently? Can we be flexible so that we can make sure that all our physicians can be fulfilled in their careers, whether it's geographic, whether it's generational, people may want different things at this point in time. So let's be flexible in how we create their roles, elevating the importance of all parts of roles clinical, research, administrative teaching, and decide how we can do this a little differently going forward. Thank you very, very much. And, and when you think about, you've had this great career from University of Pennsylvania to, to New Lenox, uh, Long Island Jewish, Mount Sinai Medicine. I mean, what a magnificent career. Thank you. When you think about it, there's been so many changes over the last 20, 30 years. But when you think about the biggest changes you've seen over the last few years, the last 20 years, what comes to mind for you, Dr. Kalman? What do you, what do you think about when you think of like, God, this is so different from when I started to, to today. What, what do you, what, what's first and foremost in your mind? So certainly innovation and medical science advancement have been amongst the biggest changes I've seen in my career, which has been remarkable. So if I looked at diseases we were treating when I started versus now, 
and the success we've had, whether that's HIV, cancer, heart failure, across the spectrum, we've seen the evolution of medical science, which has been truly remarkable and really exciting when you think about that in your career. I've been lucky to see that front and center with heart failure, how our therapeutics and devices have changed the trajectory of that disease and um, how my patients personally have benefited from that. Yeah, that's an amazing perspective clinically, though. Talk about innovation. Thank you. Yeah, so innovation also. Look at the things that have been developed over the past X number of years, whether it's in robotics, devices, implantable devices, wearables, remote monitoring, personalized medicine, gene therapy. Look at the changes in cancer now that we can prototype different tissues and cancers and then target specific therapies. So I think personalized medicine is one of the great, great changes we have seen. So I think from an evolution standpoint, that's been very, very exciting for me, certainly to see in my career. I think the next, certainly just the digital evolution and how we interconnect and connect with our patients now is probably one of the biggest changes. I mean, in, in all due respect to my career, we were on paper to an EMR, and now with patients, you know, holding their medical data in their hand has to be one of the biggest changes we've seen. But I'd also like to just add to that is that we've had a very different view on that patients can own their own data. And we used to be very much paternalistic on how we viewed owning the data for patients. Patients should know their data. They should have it in their hand and be able to make decisions about their healthcare in collaborations with their clinical team. And the other, obviously, is just virtual health, how we could be connected in multiple different ways, whether that's intra-hospital connections, inter-hospital connections, patient to clinician, physician, and the outpatient into the home, globally, consultative. Those are some of the biggest changes we've seen. And I think that is where we're going to see enormous expanse over the next several years as well. Dr. Kalman, what a pleasure to visit with you today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I, I, again, what a uh, absolutely magnificent career. And thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Jill Kalman, cardiologist, now Deputy Physician-in-Chief at Northwell Health, Executive Vice President, one of the great health systems in the country, uh, ran by the remarkable Mike Dowling and people like Dr. Kalman. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Scott. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for asking. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.